if, if you really look into the current per se, whether you're a small business or on our professional, uh, the new way of doing business has to be through the internet. It cannot be the physical way of doing things. Agree. Right? And although maybe now in the, let's, let's call the advanced world, uh, we, we are in a hybrid world. We have a very developed society and we have a very underdeveloped society. You know, India is always this contrast. Mm-hmm. So we have about, you know, maybe 600 million people, which is on the internet. Right, out of a one point, about fifty percent of our population is in inter- internet. Maybe it's more right now. So we mm-hmm. have the cheapest data in the world. Today we have data packages of something like fifty cents per gigabyte per day. That's the kind of plans that you have, right? So you typically pay, you know, about fifteen dollars a month, right? You get thirty gigabyte free. I mean, free mm-hmm. in the sense that's part of the package. It's, it's the lowest in the world. Right. And, and a lot of these new companies, uh, you know, the, not new companies, they started coming out with a lot of bundle packages with uh, smartphones. So uh, the smartphone penetration till about a year, year and a half back was maybe about 500 million. Now it's close to about 1 billion. So almost everyone has got a smartphone right now and with very cheap data. Right. And India is the first world's data-rich country before it became economically rich. So we have the largest, uh, what we call population data deck. Every person today has a unique ID connected with a bank account and your past, and your, and your past what you call the uh, citizen ID. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. So everyone is banking. So there's a huge layer of digital commerce businesses coming up. Massive. India is the largest, if you really look into it in terms of ecosystem of e-commerce is the largest in the world. Uh, we have some of the big companies which are there, you know, the Paytms and the Flip, Flipkart, which is an Indian company, was bought out by Walmart for $16 billion last year. Uh, it is one of the largest takeover of an e-commerce business. So they are a direct competition of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some, you know, really unicorns in the e-commerce business. Now, unicorns in one way, but every aspect about service in the market is now getting online. So you have, you name it, whatever service that you need, you have an online service, mm-hmm. right? But what is happening is that there are still, I would say 60 to 70 million, or maybe I do not know, SME companies, small and medium enterprise or micros uh, and small enterprise, which in Indian definition is about uh, what they call, uh, let me try to do the maths. Uh, it's about, uh, $300,000 and less in terms of turnover. Okay. 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 They are considered as micro and you know, uh, small industry, small enterprise. So about 70 million uh, of all enterprises in India, 70% of all enterprise in India falls into this category. And uh, they are not on the internet. Mm. Uh, they are not on the internet. Uh, so they are, they could be brick and mortar business. You mm-hmm. name it. Look, I come from the printing industry. Right, and 99% of the printing print owners they are not on the internet, mm-hmm. they don't have an online. It's not about having an online business, you've got to have an online presence, yes. Right, so I took it as a mission. I said, Okay, let me try and do something. So I initially started with some few webinars and trying to educate people. Uh, not only basically, uh, you know, I did it for a few segments, I did for professionals, I did three sessions, I get got about thousand people. Right. Uh, then I did for a few network companies, uh, you know, network marketing companies. Uh, then I did for uh, print and for this was a small section. And mm-hmm. I did for a 30, 40 printers were there. 
and then one of the guys who was from the uh, one of what you call the Master Printers Association, mm-hmm. right? So they said, yeah, you got to do it for a larger audience. So to, uh, day after tomorrow, I've got a webinar, uh, which is a panel discussion, uh, which is going to be attended by maybe about 600 people. Mm-hmm. And I started realizing that people have started realizing it, that there is a need to go online, mm-hmm. but they don't know. They don't know what to do. And digital marketing companies are making a you know killing out of this and really not helping any companies. Because mm-hmm. if you really know the techniques, you can do it on your own. Yes. It's your own content. You don't need to do, you know, get an expert. So I build up a small training program where I've now trained about, I would say about 50 people from varieties, you know, you know individual owners, professionals, small business owners, um, you know, uh, home business owners. And, uh, and it's, I just basically give, it's, it's a four day, uh, four hour session, you know, four sessions of each about an hour. Mm-hmm. And I do personal coaching with them to, help them implement their learnings for about 10, 15 days. We, we create a small WhatsApp group and we do that. Amazing results. So mm-hmm. I teach them you know, a lot of basic techniques about, you know, importance of profile, what you need to use, which platform is suitable for you. You know, how mm-hmm. do you target your know, know, DG? And how do you, uh, how do you, uh, how do you set up a path with some, you know, uh, very simple daily schedule to become an influencer in the industry? It's a journey, right? Mm-hmm. It's a journey to have an app overnight. Uh, now there is a lot of uh, requests coming in. Is that we need to get into advanced skills? You know, so the next next programs, I, you know, I also you know pick certain tips on hashtags. Now, a lot of people do not know how to use hashtags properly. Well, how do you identify your groups in different social media? So it's becoming powerful. Uh, the program is becoming powerful, and uh, and what's best thing is that. Uh, I, I basically show them a lot of tips, uh, you know, mm. how you can actually go and spend, let's say, 15, 20 minutes every day and do your activities, right? And it's all about planning. You've got to set, let's say, you've got an uh, uh, objective that you have a business objective for a month or for 90 mm. days. So you've got to set up that plan of action, uh, you know, from your content and for your activity once. And after that, you know, everyone spends half an hour, one hour in social media anyhow. You know, you, everyone goes to, you know, WhatsApp, they go to YouTube, they go to you know, LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever it is. So once they know the method, we call it DMO, the daily method of operation, you just go there at whatever time that you feel like going in and do a certain set of activities, which is as per your plan and you meet your objective. And, you know, there's a tracker and you can start seeing immediate results. You know, some of the things that you start, because digital is everything measurable, right? How many likes you get, you know, how many people send you connection requests, how many comments you get, how many views you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't need any rocket science to go and, you know, see that, right? Uh, and it's, it's working. I, I believe it's uh, the people which, with whom I've trained, uh, you know, they have all appreciated and I take constant feedback from them. Uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's giving them some results. The only thing it, most people, what happens is that they tend to, you know, slacken their activity after some time. You know, that's when you need to, you know, reinforce the whole thing that you better go. Right. Mm-hmm. And get the challenge is that they feel that there's a lot of contents that needs to be created. But uh, if the business, I mean, the, the model that I'm talking about is a, it's a concept called attraction marketing, right? In attraction marketing, you do not promote your business. Mm-hmm. Right? You promote yourself. Uh, you, you, you create your own personality out there. So you build an audience, you engage with the audience in social media, and you may have multiple stream of business, right? You sell to them personally. 
mm-hmm. right? So that you are not confusing. You know, if you have multiple, look, I have three three lines of business. Now, if I go and start promoting all of them, you know, I get you know it, it gets confused. I've still not got the formula correct. You know, it's because mm-hmm. I've just started. But I think I've got the whole thing. I need to talk more about you know my likes, my passion, what I want to do. That's what people typically want to hear. Mm-hmm. More about my personality. Right. And then you can do certain things like the webinars that you do that, okay, that you can have a panel so that your personality does not get painted by that panel. So you're already with someone there. So that's a very, very critical tool. You're camouflaging your, uh, your personality in a panel, mm-hmm. right? So do not associate with you with that particular topic. So moment people start associate with you with a particular topic, then you are in challenge that if you have a business or a revenue stream against that topic, it's good. But if you don't have a revenue stream against that, you know, you are wasting time. Mm, mm, mm. A lot of people don't know that. Right. So that's, that's, that's the whole experience of what I'm trying to share with people. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's really good. In fact, what I share with my team often is that when someone makes a, a purchasing decision, they look at three different things. They look at the individual that they're, that they're dealing with. And so you've got to work on that for people to understand and, and like the person they're dealing with. So your, your personal brand, then you've got the, the companies and the company has its own uh, brand and personality and commitments that it makes to people as a brand itself, a company. And then within the company, you've got the, the products or services. So there's three different things. And you're right in the sense that absolutely you can create that uh, personal attraction to yourself quite easily through some consistent um, methods and of which people start looking into you, start looking into the companies and activities that you were doing. And often they will ask you about those companies or those activities because they've been attracted to you as an individual. And you've already got one of those three things, a tick in the box because they already like yourself, right? And then it's about being able to share the value proposition of of the others. Absolutely. In fact, you got it uh, bang on. So what happens, my target audience is uh, small companies. So they don't have a brand of their own in their company per se, right? So they either a you know, very small services company or, you know, they're very small manufacturer under no way they can create a brand out of that company, right? Because they do not have enough content. They don't have enough customers. They don't have enough case. It's, it's, they can, you know, it, it takes you know, a lot of pains on that. But if you really see in the last four or five years, some you know a lot of successful people have become entrepreneurs mm-hmm. so they have a great story personal story to talk right which is my case right you know that's what i'm trying to say that okay i i okay i have a you know reasonable business a lot of people would retire at my stage of what i've established in my professional as well as my you know uh, entrepreneurial life but uh, i still believe is that my professional story uh, and my journey uh, you know is a good story to talk and I have not basically utilized that. Uh, you know, that's what I've started, you know, realizing it. So if, if you see, I, I do not know about uh, you know, Australia that much, but in India in the last four or five years, lot of professionals having more than 10, 15 years of corporate experience have quit their job and started on their own. Everywhere. I think it's happening everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now what has happened with them is that they are brilliant people, uh, but like any, any startup, a startup story is very tough, right? You know, you don't get traction enough. So the first 18 months or so, uh, you know, uh, you usually do a lot of firefighting. You still do not know your products. You do not know your customers. And in that whole phase of life, uh, you know, the person per se also becomes very frustrated. 
he starts you know he starts because i went through the same thing you know that's why yes. i'm trying to share people you don't need to lose that confidence because you yourself has been successful so if you use your personality to keep on telling the world don't bother you know as long as you know your business is in the right track you know you'll be able to get the traction and i think a lot of people didn't get that mm-hmm. i wish i i, re- I had realized this 8 years back right i would have done that now it's okay you know it's it's never late right when you start doing it uh so so i i believe that it's it's a very important realization that you know i'm right now as you're speaking i'm going to do a f- two videos uh, which i'm working on what i learned during this uh, lockdown in this lockdown a uh, lot of people uh, you know uh, literally wasted their time last two months you mm. know watching netflix you know socializing there's that and everything hoping that you know things will get normalized you know they are criticizing the government say yeah you know you shouldn't do that they are not realizing that this pandemic is not going to go for the next 5 years it's going to remain because there is no cure there is no vaccine even if the vaccine comes it will take a year for manufacturing and by the time it gets administered to 7 billion people it's going to take 3 years so people have to learn to stay with this norms of social distancing mm. a lot of people have not realized that uh, and so but some others you know i was somehow i did not know i was fortunate enough to realize that early i said look this is something which is unprecedented uh, the world has changed forever right and you know if we start adapting you know the right way uh, if we keep on trying to do the you know say for example uh, what we are talking to brands you may have a large you know set of channel partners or you have a large situated to have face to face meetings right you know even even for example a uh, lot of senior people they do not know how to do a web presentation mm-hmm. right very simple thing uh, you know and and lot of people today uh, they need to realize that even if the lockdown opens up that's the way you have to talk with your customers your suppliers so you got to find some ways right uh, that's one part second part is that a lot of people do not realize and you know this is again a study i did you know 99% of people who are in social media do not know the you know the techniques and tools to use it for their business or for their personality or for what they call social networking you know they are in linkedin uh, they are not active uh, they are in facebook they, and everyone feels that social media is for friends and relatives it's not is the largest marketplace for your consumers for your mm. customers everyone is there in social media so how do you go and create a you know a presence out there and the technique is that you got to find the first 1000 followers unknown followers known people you already you don't need social media for them you can pick up the phone and talk to them right so there are four groups of people that everyone is associated with one is a group now if you open up your let's say uh, uh, your phone or your mm-hmm. you know contact base you have contact base in your phone in your emails uh, your social media accounts invariably everyone will have something like 1000 2000 you know names invariably in today's world you will find about 10% of them are friends and relatives mm-hmm. maybe even less right so if you have 1000 you'll have about 100 friends and relatives who are in constant touch with you you know them you know you don't you know regularly you're in touch it's only about 10% right about 70 to 80% are people whose numbers and connections and coordinates you have but you don't have a relationship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know them right uh, and then 
there are a set of people whose coordinates you know, but you do not know who they are. You know, they, you must have met them some, you know, donkeys years back, the numbers are still there. This is about 10, 15%. So we call them known strangers. So you have friends and relatives or very close acquaintances. Then you have a large chunk of people who I would call, you know, uh, let's say acquaintances, which are not very close. Mm -hmm. I still don't have a good word for that. Then you have known strangers, right? And you have a complete bunch of people, which is 99.9% .9 of the world, which is unknown strangers, where your customers are, your potential customers are, especially for someone who is in the consumer space or even on the B2B space. So how do you go after that? So, so the way you go after that, you know, it's not my formula. That's what typically an influencer does. You got to find an area of interest of yours, which you're very passionate about and need not be necessarily with your business. Mm -hmm. You get, you got to get your first 1000 followers and you know, they need to be fans, you know, whether whichever platform that you use, whether it's Instagram, whether it's LinkedIn or Facebook or YouTube, it, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You've got to be consistent, you know, with engaging with them with great contents, right? Uh, you know, it could be a blog, it could be a post, it, and it should be definitely a video. Video is very, very powerful in this, you know. Uh, and if you start getting that, and it's, it's, it's a journey which I believe if someone gets, uh, you know, if someone realizes that, you know, they might, you know, struggle in the first one or two attempts to create a video or to write a blog or to do something. But, you know, uh, if, and a lot of people have this fear of rejection or this fear of, uh, you know, uh, will people like it? You know, there's a, that inhibition is there. If they can break that ice, oh, the sky is the limit. Yeah. Uh, the sky is the limit. And, you know, there are some techniques which I said, okay, you do a self video, you know, record yourself, look at yours, you know, do a post. Or do a private group posting in a WhatsApp, ask people, you know, you've got to get that fear. You will make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. Yeah? But, you know, if you do it, you are in that 1% bracket of people who is doing something in the internet. The rest of them are just loitering around. Right? So you're already in an elite, elite class. Mm -hmm. right? uh, so, so that gives a lot of self-confidence coming out. And people need to realize that. And I, that's what I do in my training programs. I said, I make them go and do a video and present to the group. You know, a lot of people get feels, but they do it. And you know, when this, everyone likes it, obviously some people, you know, usually when someone does something on their own, it's never bad, you know, someone doing it, something, uh, you know, it, it's, it's appreciable. Someone is taking it. And then that's where the ice gets break, broken. You know, people, you know, if 20 other people appreciates it, the self-confidence comes up. And then, you know, every aspect in, in social media is that you've got to do that simple thing, get a small thing. And the critical mass is 1000. So if you have 1,000 people, maybe 95% of them, 5% uh, of them are only known people. You got to get with strangers first. Mm -hmm. right? That's where, you know, then it starts. It's, it's like the virus. You know, if you start, I mean, let me give you an example. I took Facebook as a major thing and I did it through all kinds of mistakes because I learned it, you know, the, you know, and I was never using Facebook because I was not in a consumer space. I was always in a B2B space. I was more active in LinkedIn because I've got, you know, but again, I was like most of the other people. I was going there, doing little bit things here and there. I was never active. I never felt the need of it. And then when I started learning about that, what can you do? So you st I started, you know, working on it. So just to give you some personal example, uh, because I use Facebook more, uh, because I was targeting more individuals and yes. it's, a, it's a better platform uh, than, you know, and, and since I'm looking at small business owners, usually 40 plus, that's my target. I'm narrowing down the target very well. Mm. They are still not in Instagram. 
right? Instagram is a is a is a young people's you know platform, millennials platform. So I use Facebook, although Facebook is you know a lot of rotten stuff is there right now because it's it's, it's got really cluttered right now. But still, it's okay. You don't need that much. So when I started end of uh, or middle of March, I had something like thirteen hundred uh, friends in Facebook. And I have now 1,670 friends, odd friends, in just about two and a half months. And none of those friends I requested for. People came to after me. And trust me, what I'm trying to do, I have not even achieved 10% of what I think I'm capable of doing in terms of contents that I can put up. And I, it's a journey. I will improve, right? Mm -hmm. So I got very, very convinced about that. This is the way to go and build uh, you know, an audience. How I capitalize my, on my audience is, you know, it's a different thing, right? Now, if someone is, uh, so I do, you know, I've also got in, enrolled myself into network marketing, you know, just for the sake of trying to understand the business. It's the, it's the business where you learn a lot of things. Mm -hmm. If someone today wants to get into a 100% dedicated uh, you know, activity and wants to use social media, whatever be the business, it could be coaching, it could be a home business, mm -hmm. it could be a B2B kind of a business. Uh, if you know the basic building blocks, you spend three, four hours every day, which you perhaps anyhow you do, right? Uh, out of the three, four hours, I think three hours will be content preparation and one hour is being active because to really produce a video, even if it's a live video or a recorded video, uh, it, you know, it might take you one hour with the right apps and everything put together. Uh, if for live session preparation, everything put together. I believe you can dramatically change your whole contour of your business in terms of your branding, in terms of your you know, credibility in the market, mm. uh, you know, also in terms of uh, creating uh, you know, people who look forward to, uh, and you know, people should not get inhibited or disappointed by not having reactions coming in, in the initial stage. It doesn't matter. You have to constant, constantly keep on doing it. Mm. And you have been doing it for some time. You know, I'm sure you have seen the results going up. It never comes down. You know, social media marketing, your fan following or followers never goes down if you're active. It will keep on going. It's like the virus. It's always active. The trick is that you've got to be active. Uh, and uh, that's uh. what is the DMO. Is because not, a lot of people don't realize that. And, and, the, and the technique is that you've got to do it three times a day, morning, afternoon, evening. Right? And if you see, seriously see influencers, they do it four times. They do at late night. Because there's a lot of because this is the time you know people come in you know between let's say eight to ten when people are commuting to office or you know now working from home they finish their breakfast so the business has not started what they do they go to social media or previously they used to you know when they commute in public transport that's what they do if they drive you know they listen to music right? so they they are finding that that's a critical time you know eight to ten that's what's in India then afternoon you know after lunch hmm. you know anything between you know 12.30 to 2.30 kind of stuff. You know, people take a smoke break, you know, they go and watch the internet and do, that's a kind of a peak time. Then there's evening before dinner, you know, 6.30, 7, before 8, you know, they do that. And late at night, you know, 10, 11, will they see. These are the peak viewing time. Right? If you can create like live programs during that time, you get instantaneous view. Yeah. Yeah, people are there. Right? Especially amongst your connect and tech. Now, these are... Uh, you know, these are not rocket signs, you know, these people just need to be told and they suddenly realize, hey, hey, it's true. It's, you know, it's something that I also spend the same thing, same time in the internet. So, and that's how you start utilizing. Uh, 
I, I'm finding it very, very fascinating, you know, to see how you can utilize uh, this whole platform um, and without really uh, investing anything. Yeah, I, I, mean, I know I, I need a little bit of few gadgets, uh, you know, a little bit more understanding of a few uh, apps. There's some wonderful apps that you can use it. That's it, you know, after that, it's, it's, it's simple. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, if you look at a lot of people prior to COVID-19, just in terms of traveling to work, traveling home, traveling out to see people, easily you're spending two to three hours a day for some people just stuck oh, in yes. travel. Yeah, yes. and now they've got that time. If they reinvest that time, not in Netflix, not on yes. YouTube in terms of consuming content and actually creating content or just documenting the things that they're doing in their everyday life that they're really passionate about, there is absolutely, through consistency, the, the ability to, to build those fans as, as, you, as you talk about. So I like, uh, actually, I like the website that you put together because I think a large part of it, I think in your website name, it, it has inspires. You know, you're talking about you know, really inspiring people to, to take action. And if they're inspired, giving them that formula to, to know what to, what to do uh, and how easy it is. And then finally, you can be inspired and know how to do it, but I think there's this internal barrier that people need to leap over in terms of their, their fears, you know, the fears of rejection, the fears is what are people going to think? And if they can get past that and stay with it, absolutely the, the results will come. And I, and I agree with you on that. And, and the beautiful thing about social media content is it lives there forever. And absolutely. so someone who joins up and follows you three months from now will have the benefit of all that content that you've ever developed and they'll see that. So it's, it's an investment that keeps, keeps, uh, keeps giving you return. Absolutely. In fact, uh, if you are very keen, I would recommend you follow a person called Neil Patel. Okay. Mm -hmm. He's a, you know, very, very, I think he's got something like 10 million followers. He's a, you know, very, very high profile digital marketer. Uh, he's an Indian origin, he's based in the US. I attended a couple of his uh, webinars. Mm. Uh, he's, he's brilliant, he's absolutely brilliant. Uh, and um, so he talks about uh, two very simple formula for uh, an aspiring influencer, right? Um, the first thing which he said that don't get into social media as an influencer with the objective of making money mm -hmm. right uh, if you today there are uh, and he, he shared the statistics something like nine and a half million uh, influencers in social media right now okay which is you know a small percentage of the total number of users mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the definition of uh, influencer is someone who's got more than ten thousand followers okay right? yep. Uh, and this whole concept basically got developed from Instagram. Uh, I did, it was you know, not there earlier. And then a uh, lot of, I would call, spurious digital marketers, right? spurious digital marketers started creating influencers and pushing that so-called channel to brands for promotions. Mm -hmm. Right. So if you do, if you pay an influencer and they do some posts and all, you'll get liking and all this like that. Um, trust me, I do not know how much typically works on that. But yes, it's a number game. You know, if someone has got 100,000 followers and that person you know, puts something, 
you know, yeah, in that clutter, someone will see it, but that's not targeted marketing. Targeted marketing has to be done by yourself. It cannot be done by someone else. Someone can be a brand ambassador. That's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But that brand ambassador is today, for example, you know, uh, Virat Kohli, you know, for one Instagram post on behalf of a brand, he charged $200,000. Okay. Now, if you've got that money to throw, you can use it. But, you know, that's mm-hmm. not everyone can do. A small business cannot afford to do that. Right? So what Neil Patel says that don't get into the internet with the objective of monetizing your activity first. Monetization happens automatically. First, you got to go there to provide value to your target audience. Whatever be your target audience, you may be a, you know, you might be a gardener, you might be a, you know, a rooftop gardener. Great. You know, there, there could be a million people in the internet who, who likes that and would like, would be more than willing to, you know, hear someone you know, talk something about that. Talk yeah. about that. Right. The idea is how do you find them? You know, you connect with them, you know, get into the right groups, the right hashtags and create something. And if you get 1000 people, you know, he said 1000 people is going to take you six months, maybe. Right. If you're starting from scratch, mm-hmm. you start off with 10 friends or 10 relatives, you know, you create that content, something will come, it will get shared right? and slowly take months. But he said from 1000 to 10,000 will take half the, half the amount of time, whatever it took you from one zero to 1000. Right. And from say 10,000 to 50,000, you know, it will take an, almost the same amount of time that it took you. So it's, it's at provided you are consistently providing value. That consistency, that you know, focus of con- creating content, and and most of the content providers, if you see, they have a uh, uh, what they call a core content on which they're providing value, and then they will provide certain you know uh, small small tidbits here and there, right? So that's that's how the whole formula is all about. Mm-hmm. And that guy is good, you know. Uh, I really picked up a lot of tips from him. Uh, and obviously, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a journey which just, which has just started. So let's see. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it will pay, pay dividends and it's, uh, it's always good to be constantly learning. You know, if you're not constantly learning, you're falling way, way behind. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've learned, I've learned on this, this, this talk we've just had. It's, it's been, it's been good. Yeah. I think ultimately, you know, the takeaways are, do something instead of nothing. You know, absolutely um, do something. And your your personal brand right now holds a lot of a lot of weight. Um, and I think people need to just just tell their stories and just get out there and consistency and all those things together. Um, absolutely, you know, I, I love what you're doing. It got my attention. You know, we're having this chat. <laughs> And I think I'll just add up on that. I think it's critical to find a passion on which the person would like to talk or you know, contribute some content. That passion is important, and that need not necessarily be its uh, you know its revenue generating uh, stream. Most people, what they do, they try to promote their business, mm-hmm. right? uh, which is good. I'm not saying this is not bad, right? But then uh, it's not always the uh, you know, because what will happen, you, you'll become very conscious about what you're trying to do because, you know, you'll be very, very focused on what products and services that you're trying to do. So you end up creating, you know, a lot of contents only for that, which is good. You can have your company page doing that, but your own personal profile is what is more important. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, and that's what 
try driving people to whatever you're doing professionally. Yeah. So that finding a passion is very critical. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll need to get some some details of some of the things you're, you're doing so I can jump on. The, the panel, when's the next panel? You said tomorrow? Uh, on Saturday at uh, 2 p.m. India time, which will be, I think, what, 6 o'clock? Yeah, we're roughly, I think, four or five hours apart, something like that. Yeah. It's, it's there. It's in that in my web, uh, in my LinkedIn profile. A couple of days back, there's a link for the registration. Uh, it's it's again, it's a Zoom conference, so it should not be a problem to do that. And um, another panel which I'm doing uh, most likely on uh, the next weekend, where we are getting a bunch of uh, our customers, and we're getting a couple of our and. You know, uh, my couple of my senior you know, colleagues and you know, one of a couple of my partners and we are doing a panel discussions on uh, uh, trade engagement uh, in the post lockdown environment you know the whole idea is out how you engage mm -hmm. right? uh, so we we're getting some uh, you know at least three or four uh, good you know panel speakers and then we're going to have a you know, half an hour 45 minutes kind of a discussion yeah, fantastic and then these these uh, these panels and, and these things you're holding this, it, it's Zoom, but anyone's anyone's welcome to attend. Yeah, yeah, these are all public, these are public things. Right? So I do two types of program. One is through a registration, yep, right, which is through my website, where I try. Uh, some of them are free. As I've I've that couple of training program, which is a small fee that I've taken. Uh, and then I do some public thing. Now, one of the things which I'm actually still struggling to find out, I've not been able to get a good workflow for going live on multiple people. Right. Uh, so, for example, uh, in Zoom, uh, in Zoom, there is a live feed to Facebook and LinkedIn, mm -hmm. uh, Facebook and YouTube. Right. Uh, I don't know whether you've used that. No, you not used yet. it. No, not yet. Oh, okay. So that's something which works. Now, so. You are now using the normal Zoom. Any any app and all anything you're using? No. No, no. Just using the normal Zoom. Yeah, I had a few issues initially because I didn't know how to actually have my settings, so it would record everything. Uh, well, good. Now, now I've worked that out. So yeah, so I'm using the the normal Zoom, the free version. Yeah. So uh, so the other thing which happens is that when you have more than let's say four or five people mm -hmm. in Zoom. You know, the windows becomes, I mean, the displays become very small, right? So there is a way to control it. So how you control it is essentially you need to have, uh, so for example, what you need to do, if you are doing only a panel discussion mm -hmm. and you have only, let's say, six people. Yeah. So you create the Zoom to only six people, right? And then you uh, broadcast that to your YouTube channel. So ah, okay. everyone else can see it, but mm. then your window moment, if you have many people, I have done a, a webinar with more than thousand people. So mm -hmm. what happens, you know, it, it gets cluttered, right? You cannot, <laughs> you cannot see it. Right? So you, you, you can't really use that for recording. Right. Uh, and then if there are multiple people speaking and if you give the speaker option, you know, the wind, the, the display keeps on going on and off. It's very, very cumbersome for a viewer. Right, so I was deciding and I, how to do it. Then I suddenly you know, did some research and found that you can do live. So when you do live, you only get the panelists with the Zoom. Right? Mm, you yep. don't give the Zoom so you can control it. So you are the controller and you do your feed into uh, live. Uh, mm, you mm. can do live as well as you record it. You just record it 
and then post it to YouTube later. Yeah, yeah. So I tried that with Facebook, but it's still not working. With Facebook, there's an issue with the Zoom and Facebook integration. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that maybe the, another method I've, I've seen, I haven't done it myself, I don't know if it works, is you can still invite everyone to the Zoom, but then you can, you, you can in addition to the spotlight option, there's a pin option, and you can pin the, pin the panelists. So they're constantly the bigger size. So that's, I think that's another method, but I've yet to try that myself. Yeah, the other thing which I realized the hard way is that you cannot do a share screen while you're doing a recording. It screws up everything. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that was what was my mistake that I did in when I did the Facebook Live. Uh, and uh, so, so basically, you know, you cannot share your screen. Mm. The moment you start sharing a screen, your uh, speaker window goes on the top and your desktop keeps on coming and all those kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and also you mentioned earlier that a lot, a lot of people, even though they're on the internet and might want to attend, might be doing so from a mobile device. So then the problem yes. is exacerbated because they're dealing with a screen that's this big. Exactly. So if you have, if you have more than four people, you have a challenge. And 90% of the people right now, the consumption is through mobile. It's yeah. not the uh, laptop. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Anyway, well, it was great. Good problem. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good, good to have you on. Anything, anything else? Anything specific? That you no, like no. To... I think, um, I, I think, I think, I think the what you've shared will will really inspire a lot of people. I think to to really look into social media for their businesses. And I think you and I share similar passion in the sense that you know we really want more people to to be taking advantage of social media because there's zero cost barrier to entry and Absolutely. there are not a lot of things that are that powerful that cost nothing. So really people should jump onto it and, and start doing something. And I think you and I will be very happy if, if people do. So that's, that's wonderful. I think next, what we should do, we should try a live session <laughs> and we will, we will take up a good topic, which is, you know, across the borders. Maybe we'll talk about cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when cricket can start up again. That's I just yesterday we announced India Australia they are planning to start up something, but without spectators. You know, you can imagine playing cricket without spectators. Yeah, well, cricket is one of those sports where there's natural distancing from each other anyway in terms of the players. So yeah, as long as you take care of the the, the audience, you, yes. it's a game that you can play quite safely. Sure, sure. Just need to disinfectant like... the ball every single. <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> all right mate well thank you for your time my pleasure it was really nice and uh, let's keep in touch i think we yeah, had uh, okay take care thanks buddy bye bye, Talk bye. Soon. bye.